Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Welcome to episode 41 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, Amaris Meyer Book Club Podcast. I'm Bethany, and today I have a special guest. Hi, guest. Hi. <laughs> You're kind of a repeat guest, so I guess what I could say is welcome back. Yes, very happy to be back. Um, my name is Amanda Elegan, and I host the podcast Adapted for Your Viewing. And I'm, I was on the Cinderella episode not too long ago, and I'm super excited to be back. That was one of our most popular episodes. Oh, good. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm back, so. No, we got a lot of really good (laughs) feedback about it, and now we've gotten a lot of people who say we should do more Disney episodes. I just got tingles when you said that, so I'm ready for it already. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to message and see which ones are our favorites. I did a tangled one with Mm -hmm. my sister, Lindsay. Mm, but I haven't done any others. Okay, I'm going to go back and find the tangled one because I love tangled. We haven't released it yet. Oh, okay. Then I'll be on the edge of my seat waiting for it. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to do it after this episode, actually. Oh, good. I haven't decided yet, but I need to give myself a break while I'm meeting Marissa Meyer. You keep on saying that, and I'm just getting more jealous every time you say it. (laughs) It's like, it just doesn't (laughs) feel real yet. (laughs) You say it, and then you look like you're going to float away in a cloud every time you say it. (laughs) that's where I'm going in my head I'm going (laughs) off on a cloud it just doesn't feel real yet my wonderful friend Amy who's been a guest a few times is making us t-shirts that say Prince Kai fan pod and we're gonna give one to Marissa Meyer oh yeah she made us these like little business cards with our name and then on the back it's like all of our links where you can find us and our website that's wonderful. That's so cool. I have such a nice friend. So <laughs> I'm really excited. And everyone says Marissa is really nice. I'm hoping that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. a little terrified, but in a good way, I think. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very fun. I wish you were closer. I forget where you are, but I know you're not close to me. No, I'm in North Carolina. So it would okay, be yeah. a minute. <laughs> Yeah, because where we're going is Texas. It's nine hours away, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could drive here and then carpool with us. I could. (laughs) Yeah, you can ride in. I named my car Glen Coco, so you can go for a ride in Glen Coco. Glen Coco is a fantastic car name. Right, because then you can say, you go, Glen Coco. That's so good. Yes, that's really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So before we get started on talking about Scarlet, chapters 17 and 18, The podcast got a new review today from CRP Kitty on Apple Podcasts with five stars. They wrote a Marissa Meyer book club exclamation point. I love this podcast and the fact that I found Feller, the Lunar Chronicles enthusiast. I decided to do a reread of the series because I found this really good podcast. Not the best quality microphones, but they make up for it with quality conversation. Yellow heart. Stay Aww. tuned, my friend. The audio gets way better when I figure <laughs> out what I'm doing. Yeah, you guys just launched Patreon, so you're on your way to better We mic. are on our way. <laughs> I actually have been 
So I I don't know how much we talked about before. Right now I'm taking eight college courses Mm -hmm. and I have an internship, which is about Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 hours a week. And then I have a job, which is about 20 to 25 hours a week. Goodness. Yeah. And I'm going through physical therapy and I have the podcast. So my time is very limited. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wanted to like go back and edit our, you know, first couple of episodes that didn't sound so great now that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I went to get started on the first one and I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to have to like really set aside some time during spring break to work on it. because It's a goal now. I have to do it. I told my brain I was going to do it, but it's just like daunting how much work it needs. <laughs> like, I'm kind of surprised anybody stuck with us so long. We must have really great content. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure the audio makes up for it. Yeah, it would be hard to do that because it's like, the episode's already out. <laughs> so I'd have to go back and redo it. Part of me is like, well, it's already out and people listen yeah. to it. But then he is like, okay, well, what if Marissa Meyer does decide to listen to us? And that's the first episode she hears. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like most of the time when people jump onto a podcast, they listen to like the latest one. So I feel like you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I very rarely find a podcast where the first few episodes aren't questionable audio quality. Yeah. Everybody's got to find their footing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just to show how far you've grown, too. So, yeah, that's true. I've gotten a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time to talk about fan art Friday. We didn't do fan art for the Cinderella episode. So this is your first fan art Friday. Yes, I'm super excited. And this fan art is very impressive. It's uh, I'm putting this in quotations. Captain Thorne. (laughs) (laughs) And it's from March 13th by Adam AR.art on Instagram, who has shared with us before. So big thank you. And I love Thorne. He's probably one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite. And this is perfection, right down to the dog tags and the military yeah. jacket. Love yeah. it so much. For some reason, for me, I always pictured Thorne like more grizzled. I feel like this Thorne is a perfect example of what it would be like if the CW did this this book into a TV series. That is wonderful. I love right? that. He's yeah, like he's got st- a little stubble on his chin, yep. but that's about it. Yeah. Did you ever watch the TV show Heart of Dixie? I haven't. No. There's a gentleman, his character's name is Wade. I don't remember his name, but I picture some version of him. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to Google it sometime. I will, yeah. Or maybe I should share it on our Instagram at some point, too. But I I always picture, like, a younger version of him in, like, a leather jacket. Yeah. I always pictured him kind of with, with less beautiful hair because he's been in prison um but pretty much like this art's super impressive like the jacket looks like real leather I don't know how they did this but yeah I love the blue of the eyes and he's got a smirk on yeah he definitely has a smirk on the colors are really beautiful that they chose for the picture too yeah they are and the the colors of this shirt and the eyes kind of bring out the almost like teal green that's behind him that's supposed to be the spaceship yeah I'm on board I I love it I think you're right. I think that the hair is very, you know, styled and suave and put together. Mm -hmm. And I don't quite picture it that well. I almost picture him with like, um, do you remember in the 90s how everybody had like that 
that straight haircut that went down and it almost yeah. like it was always perfectly combed. I kind of yeah. picture him with like a messy version of that. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Maybe leftover military haircut or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is what Thorne thinks he looks like in his head. <laughs> <laughs> he looks you know, head. <laughs> yeah. Especially like when he's around the ladies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like the first scene we meet with him where he's on the port screen and he's all, I got this port screen from a guard because I'm so sexy. Like, <laughs> I think he's using the port screen just to look at ladies, not to yeah. like break out of prison or do anything like, else to help him. <laughs> how to escape for dummies or something. No, no, none of that. He doesn't care. As long as he's comfortable, has his port screen and has his ladies he can look at. <laughs> yes. We have priorities and so does the captain so does the captain for sure yeah. <laughs> so big thank you for sharing that because i love it so much and remember if you want to share fan art friday all you have to do is email me or instagram me or even just tag us in your photo i mean i find it other ways too <laughs> so our wonderful patrons get to vote on chapter titles and last week's chapter titles, chapter 15, is titled gift of a friend by demi lovato now that was the chapter where Ico came back yeah, that's so good. That fits perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. chapter 16 was titled Uncharted by Sarah Bareilles. That's the chapter when they get on the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty good, too. I know where that one came from, of like yeah. uncharted territory. Yeah, I had to like go back and give these guys a listen. And I feel like both of them fit really good. Yeah, I love yeah. this. This is another segment that I really like naming the chapters because they don't get names. So it's kind of yeah. up to us to do whatever we want with it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So let's go ahead and get started with chapter 17. We left off last chapter with Wolf and Scarlet getting on a train to Paris, and they had very brief and unsuccessful small talk. Yes. <laughs> and Scarlet goes to get a drink, and Wolf stays alone in the car. And we come into chapter 17. We're still with Scarlet. She's walking the train to get to the bar, and... I love, I don't know why, but I thought it was adorable that they had little like boxed lunches. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the whole setting I thought was very cool because it's like both this futuristic train, um, but then it has like murder on the Orient Express kind of vibes to it, too. So I loved it. It was like old timey and futuristic at the same time. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And I liked that there was. We'll get to this in a second, I guess. I don't want to skip mm-hmm. too far ahead. But mm-hmm. I liked that the bartender was still a person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also like that the droids were just like waiting there, waiting to serve people. Just like, and she called them loitering. She said they were loitering. I'm like, how can droids loiter? <laughs> they're just waiting for somebody to give them something to yeah. do. <laughs> but they're not like teenagers, like messing around or smoking in the no, corner. They're just, they're just standing there holding their trays, <laughs> yeah. like literally just waiting for something to do. <laughs> She's so judgy. I know. (laughs) Scarlett is definitely a little bit judgy. She, like, judges other people for being judgy, which I think is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I I kind of, not because my grandmother got kidnapped by a gang in Paris, but... (laughs) I kind of felt oh, good. <laughs> I kind of felt with her for a second there when she's like kind of annoyed at all the normal passengers because yeah. I've definitely been there when something in my life feels horrible mm-hmm. and it's really bizarre how everyone else just seems perfectly normal and fine. Yeah. The one I notice the most is when I'm sick. Like right now I've had a 
I've had a fever the last couple of days. Today it went from 101 to 100 though, so we're working our way down. <laughs> but you know, when you're sick and other people are like laughing or just you know drinking soda or walking around or something, it's like, oh, how can they do that? Aren't they exhausted? Or yeah, it's just ever gone to the grocery store when you're sick. And you're like, how is this so hard? And everyone's just like, bumping into you. <laughs> Yeah, or people are, like, buying junk food, and you're like, oh, no, yes. ginger ale and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't eat anything more complex than that now. Yes, I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this isn't the same thing as, you know, being sick. But it is something I think people can relate to, having a mm-hmm. moment in their life where things didn't feel normal, and they're walking around, and everyone around them is normal, and it's slightly annoying that none of them have to deal with all this that you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And... I love when Marissa Meyer does stuff like that and helps us relate to the characters in such a real way because I'm sure there's going to be moments in my future now where I'm having one of those days and I'm going to think mm-hmm. back to this chapter of Scarlet and remember what she went through and be like, well, at least my grandmother wasn't kidnapped by an evil gang in Paris. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it leads really well into this scene because she sits down and a minute later she's trying to have like a normal late teen girl experience where she's flirting with a guy at the bar and then she like immediately kicks herself for it and she's like what are you doing get your act together this is worse this is this isn't good yeah. um, you know things are going on in your life and it just makes her a really sympathetic person I really felt for her I did too I did too it's like it's okay girl I would yeah. give her a hug but she's not the type to accept it so I don't think so no <laughs> no I'd be like do you want a hug and she'd be like uh I have a pistol remember yeah <laughs> I feel like that she's constantly carrying it around. I was like, oh, girl. It's like yeah. her gloves with cinder. She's always yeah. got her gun in her hoodie. <laughs> I really liked the choice of the word demonizing. I thought that was a great word choice. Her irritation with the media for demonizing a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. I love Ooh. that Scarlet just immediately, like, empathizes with cinder and she doesn't even know her yet i think that's really great it's it's strange but in such a good way because it's like everyone's out to get this girl they're demonizing her we talked a lot about how they're the men in the bar were inappropriately sexualizing her a lot Mm -hmm. and here's this random farm girl from france who's willing to hop on a counter for yeah this lunar fugitive that nobody knows anything about and Scarlett doesn't know anything about her either but for some reason she's drawn to almost protect her in a way yeah Yeah. I love it because it gives us a real sense of who the grandmother is even though we still haven't met her and it's like halfway through the book but everything that Scarlett does feels like a reflect a reflection of who the grandmother is and so it feels like I know like as soon as we meet the grandmother I'm going to know exactly who she is just because of who Scarlett is now Especially after her dad said that thing about her idolizing her grandmother. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So she's walking through the train car and she starts to think about her conversation with Wolf and she feels sorry for him and his violent childhood. And then she's a little upset by her unexpected rejection that he didn't want to go with her to the bar. Yeah. Why do you think he didn't want to go get food with her? Well, and I thought that was so weird because, one, I kind of expected him to be very protective of her during his journey because, like, I got that vibe from him, especially after 
Yeah. You know, everything that happened with her dad in that chapter. And two, he's always eating. So I have no idea why he didn't want to go. And you know, what's funny is it even said in the last chapter, as she was shutting the door behind her, she saw Wolf push his hand through his hair with a relieved sigh, like he'd narrowly avoided a trap. So it's like he didn't. Yes, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because it's not just that he didn't want to go with her. It's that he was relieved that he didn't have to. So it's like, what? Mm what changed that now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, go get like, I'm not even hungry or whatever. Yeah. I will make a confession. So it's been a while since I've read this book. I reread it for, and I haven't read past these two chapters, which was was very, very difficult. And so there are some details that I don't quite remember. So like, I don't really remember who um, the mysterious stranger at the bar is. In the overall story, I don't quite remember who he is. And so right now, I don't really know why Wolf is acting so weird. But it's very intriguing. And, you know, I mean, since this podcast is spoiler free, you don't get to know. That's true. I don't get to know. (laughs) You have to read. Yes. I was very worried about dropping a spoiler by accident, which is why I very strictly ended at 18. But it was very difficult. (laughs) No, I think that's why I have to take notes, because otherwise I'll just... Mm-hmm. What do they call it in Mean Girls? Word vomit. That's yeah. That's, just forgot <laughs> that's my spoiler brain wants to come out because I always want to talk about Easter eggs too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she thinks the train is moving way too slow, but at least she's getting closer. And I love that her mind is spinning like a kaleidoscope. Yeah, that was a great line. I love all the imagery Marissa Meyer gives us. And this is what I was talking about. I love that she gets to the bartender and it's an actual bartender. Like everyone else on the train is an Android, but this guy is a real bartender for some reason. Yeah. 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 He he seems not interested in all in helping her. (laughs) He's super annoyed. He's like, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Are you going to order something? Okay. I'm busy. (laughs) Busy watching. Now, have you ever seen American dad? I, I've seen like clips of it. I haven't really watched it. There's a talk show on the show that they make fun of a lot called, I think it's like Morning Mimosas. Oh, yeah. And it's literally these two like catty women who have catty conversations and mm-hmm. drink mimosas for breakfast. And so this whole time that they're talking about mimosa television talk shows, all I can think about is I wonder if she got the idea from American Dad. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It feels like some talk shows I've definitely seen. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, so she, very relatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she orders an espresso with one sugar. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Not so much. If, if it were poured over ice, yes. I like my coffee cold. Unless yeah. it's like a latte or something. Although ice lattes are delicious. So yeah. so maybe just like cold coffee, which I don't mean. Yeah. Yeah, I love cold coffee. I do like she orders it and she's like, ugh, too bitter. I'm like, have you never had that's the point. It's espresso. <laughs> I know. I think that normally she's okay with it being bitter, but because he had the chocolate milk, she yep. was thinking about sugar, and then she drank espresso, and it was like, ooh. Yeah, it was a very you fun know? character moment. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like you could picture her reaction and the like yeah. scrunched up facial expression she would have. Mm-hmm. So she's still trying to find out information about Wolf and her. <laughs> she's just googling about this secret secret gang and she's like why can't I find anything it's so funny what she searches for though because 
It's either extremely broad yeah. or very specific and angry. <laughs> yeah, like way too specific. Loyal soldier to the order of the pack. The wolves. <laughs> the order of the pack. And then here she just gets pissed. Wolf street gang. Wolf vigilantes. Sadistic kidnappers parading as righteous lupine wannabes. Yep, that's pretty good. Not to like make light of what she's going through. It's just really funny how reading just her different searches, you can like feel her starting to get more and more frustrated at the lack of evidence. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So this is when we meet the wonderful (laughs) man on the train because he pops up. That's quite a specific search. Yes. Did nobody ask you? (laughs) So when you imagine port screens, do you imagine them cell phone sized or much bigger? I kind of picture like a tablet. Yeah, I kind of picture like a little iPad that they're all carrying around. Yeah, I think the main reason is because they never talk about putting it in a pocket. That's a great point. Yeah, that's true. And everyone's putting cell phones in pockets. Even when the cell phones are too big, even when they have those weird little (laughs) pop things on the back, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) people still put those in their pockets. So wait, that's true. Okay, this is my Kindle. I feel like that's about the size. That's a great Kindle cover, by the way. Thank you. My husband bought it for me. It's very lovely. It says, best wishes for you. I will be yours forever. Aww. Yeah. So cute. (laughs) But I figure it's about that size, which is like. That would be my guess, too. Like hand size. Yeah, it's like literally the size. So you could hold it with one hand if you wanted to, especially if you have the pop thing on there. Yeah. But I you still can't feel put like, it in your pocket. No. I still feel like this guy's looming over her shoulder in order to read her searches. This whole chapter is very, and maybe because I'm a woman, but predatorial to me. Absolutely. It was very upsetting. Like the whole thing was red flags. And yes. maybe that's because I'm a woman. My brain automatically goes to like, okay, you can't trust a weird stranger yeah. Who's, you know, dropping red flags everywhere. Like the and second drinking chocolate milk at a bar. Right? The <laughs> second he goes, Are you alone? I was like, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. I'd be like, Nope, absolutely not. I'm gonna go back to my husband. Bye. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it it I think it is partly being a girl. I know I've had this conversation with my husband the other day because I work at a local bookshop and mm. I'm a girl and a man acted like a man. Yeah. I don't want to give that as an excuse. It's not an excuse. He was yeah. rude and he put his hand on my shoulder and then my back and yeah. I had to like ask him to leave. And, you know, it was just this old guy and he was he wasn't like rude or aggressive. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. thank you, darling. And put uh-huh. his hand, you know, but it was it got to be like really uncomfortable. And I was telling, yeah. my, I was telling my husband about it and he's like, I just can't believe that. And I was like, whoa, you can't. This is my life. Like, what <laughs> Talk to any woman ever. That's happened multiple yep. times to her. I guarantee yep. it. Yep, yep. Which is horrible that it we is. live in a world where that's just, an, it's not acceptable, but it's almost not surprising or it shouldn't yeah. be surprising. Yeah. And so that's why, like, reading this, I'm like, how is she not getting major red flags right now? I mean, to be fair, she she kind of is. Like, when she's thinking about it, going back to... When she goes back, when she leaves the bar, she's thinking about it in her head and trying to dismiss it. I thought that was yeah. really nasty. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, to be fair, she's a little distracted looking for... For sure. I do like her search of her little inner monologue about how there should be evidence, crimes, trials, yeah. murders, 
general <laughs> mayhem against society. She's just like, I look up crime in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. nothing is showing up. So I understand her frustration because I'm, totally. I'm like, okay, this gang is big enough that they want to be harbingers of change and that Wolf mm-hmm. joined when he was like 12. And mm-hmm. I think he seems like 20 now, but I don't think we're given his actual age yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, are they just really good at covering their tracks? Yeah. I don't know. That, or are they that like low key that they've just, you know, it's all like puppet work behind the curtain. So no yeah. one even knows they exist, but they really are changing the world. I don't know. That's more, cons- that's a Kai conspiracy it, theory it right there. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely feels like they are, yeah, like a secret society going on. A secret society in Paris, which I'm so on board for. Right? Doesn't that, yeah. it sounds like a, a new law and order type thing. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we, we get a little bit of an egg hatch here because the man that she's talking to is actually the man that we saw getting on the train back when we were waiting for it to board. Mm-hmm. And he's being a little nosy, asking her all these questions. So he orders a drink and he orders chocolate milk. He orders chocolate milk, just like you do as a grown man. <laughs> a grown ass man just ordering chocolate milk at a. And she even points it out. She's like, you seem like a cognac guy, but whatever. <laughs> I just, the only thing I could think of were like those bros that go and they work out a bunch and then they chug a bunch of chocolate milk right afterwards to get back their protein. That's what yeah. I ended up imagining. I couldn't get like a good visual on this guy because. She kind of describes them a little bit vague, um, and I think that's on purpose to make his his creepy pointed fingernails even stand out more. That's um, a good point. Yeah, but well, let me read the description here. Go for it. He couldn't have been much older than she was, and though not classically handsome, with that much confidence, he undoubtedly had never had much trouble with women. His build was stocky but muscular. His hair combed neatly back. There was a keenness in the way he carried himself and certainty that bordered on arrogance. So, yeah, super, super vague. We don't get yeah, we don't get hair color. We don't get height. We don't get eye color. We don't get, mm-hmm. you know, big nose or small nose or bushy eyebrows or we mm-hmm. got nothing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, the only thing we know about Scarlett so far is that she's got red curly hair and she's, you know, relatively tall for a girl. Right. Yeah. For some so, reason, for Scarlet, I can picture her perfectly in my brain still. <laughs> I'm, I have such clear images of these people in my head, mm-hmm. which is why I like the fan art so much, because it's yeah. like such a contrast sometimes. I yeah. wish I could draw so everyone could see what's in my head. I know. Yeah, same. It's never going to hit paper the same way. So. <laughs> I need like one of those um, sketch artists for the police. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just interview me for all the characters yeah, like and this, books I like. That would be awesome. <laughs> so why do you think he orders the chocolate milk? I, I kind of thought maybe he's just trying to seem innocent. That's a good point. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was because he said it has something to do with pr- like it's a good source of protein. And then with the nails, it just made me think that he was part of whatever Wolf was part of. Yeah. Maybe he's not 21, so he's just ordering chocolate milk. (laughs) Or whatever the drinking age in Paris is. (laughs) She's not ordering alcohol either because she's not 21. Very true. But she she does end up ordering a chocolate milk. And see, this is where it gets to the flirting that we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. 
She says that it looks really good. He says it's surprisingly high in protein. And she says, if you were a gentleman, you would offer to buy me one as well. And he replies, if you were a lady, you would have waited for me to make the offer. I did think that was a pretty good, that's some pretty good back and forth. So yeah, I'll that's a that, good yeah. report. It that's hasn't gotten to the part where there's red flags yet. Yes, it's a little yeah. strange that he's ordering chocolate milk. But I mean, I still drink Shirley Temples. Right now I have <laughs> um, I have wine, but it's not like real wine. It's like uh, that fake wine you give kids on Christmas Eve. Because <laughs> I really wanted some juice and this is the only juice we have. So, <laughs> Like the sparkling grape juice stuff? Yep. That stuff's pretty good. It's yeah. delicious. It yeah. tastes nothing like real wine. For yeah. all of our <laughs> listeners who are underage and thinking that that's what wine is going to taste like, let me just save you the heartache of turning 21 and buying a glass. That's not what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Just go straight for the fruity drinks. It's not worth Don't start with wine. My favorite wine now that I'm, you know, 30 years old and I've adjusted my palate for <laughs> Because when I was 21, it was like Moscato or nothing else. Of course, but yeah. I love Prosecco. Mm, yeah. It's like a bubbly Riesling. It's like, mm, it's yummy. Yummy, yummy. I can't have it right now. It's not going to help my <laughs> fever, but. <laughs> well, do you want, you want to hear something to make you feel a little bit better? Yeah. I'm actually allergic to wine. So <gasps> you can have it a hundred times more often than I can. <laughs> you poor thing. Yeah. Is it the fermentation or grapes or? It is. It's the fermentation, not grapes. It's just the fermentation process. So every once in a while, something new like a cider or a beer will also give me a reaction. But yeah, I can't do wine. Womp womp. Do you drink other alcohols? I do. Um, I do like clear alcohols usually so like vodkas and stuff like that mixed with things not plain <laughs> yeah I, I love me a kettle and soda with wine mm, that's, that's a good, good one yeah uh i love a moscow mule which is basically the Ooh. same thing but with ginger <laughs> with ginger but that yeah. does sound yummy yeah it's pretty see good. if you were closer we could go get drinks after we were done the recording <laughs> <laughs> once you're feeling better yes thank you <laughs> so they introduced themselves his name is ran yeah, interesting name. But I guess Wolf is a weird name, too. So I guess we can. Yeah, but we know that that's what they call him. Like, we don't know that that's his name. He said, that's yeah. what they call me. So that's we true. could assume that that's not his name. Yeah, know, it was a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you're looking at it the way we looked at Wolf's name, it could be a nickname. Like, maybe he runs away a lot. Or maybe it's short for something. We just don't know yet. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a French name and we're making Ron. fun of it. We don't know any better. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. and if we are, I'm very sorry. Please, please let us know, French listeners. <laughs> yes. And we're probably pronouncing it the wrong way if it definitely, is. <laughs> definitely pronouncing it the wrong way. <laughs> I did think this was a funny little callback when she says that her name is Scarlet and he responds, like the hair. Yeah. Because when she met Wolf, she sort of preemptively was like scarlet yes like the hair very funny observation and wolf was like huh yeah yeah he got like one point for the fun little back and forth and then he got the negative point for the scarlet joke <laughs> and i love her response oh wow i'd never heard that one before <laughs> yes. she made me feel like every time i wanted to stop flirting with a guy <laughs> i halfway through the process Gets, I, I have such an unusual last name now that I'm married. So mm -hmm. when I get compliments on it, I like to say, oh, thanks. It was a wedding present. <laughs> and it always 
like most people they just laugh but every once in a while there's someone who just kind of stares at me for a second with like a vacant <laughs> expression and then they get it uh that's pretty good <laughs> so if anybody ever says they they like your name say that it was a wedding present or a birthday present if they're talking about your first name both of them would work yeah that's a yeah. really good joke actually yeah <laughs> it's not it's nothing on oh wow i'd never heard that one before yeah. <laughs> So she gets her new drink, and uh, tur- the bartender turns up the volume because he's tired of listening to their flirting. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very fun detail. <laughs> so here we get our first red flag. Where are you traveling to? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, and she, she thought at first, I'm like, oh, good girl, you're not going to say it. And then she said, I was like, oh, so close. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It's, she was really close. Now, have you read Harry Potter? Yes. Okay. Did you get Harry Potter vibes when you read the word clunked into her head? Yeah, yeah. That's I such that a J.K. Rowling, like, mm-hmm. that's such a J.K. Rowling phrase, clunked into place, is what I kept thinking of. Yeah. You know, because she writes the Harry Potter mystery sections, and it's always, like, something clunked into place when Harry finally figures out what is super obvious to everyone. Yeah, it did have, it did have very British vibes. I liked it. Yes, yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So she says that the milk doesn't taste horrible, but it doesn't taste the best, which I think is because she's used to, like, unprocessed milk on a farm. Yeah, the freshest of fresh milks, yeah. Yes. And this has got to be heavily processed, especially if it's on a train. On a train, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Kind of surprised he had chocolate milk. You know what? I wonder if it's, you know how you can get chocolate milk that's, like, not in the dairy section? It's, like, in little cardboard cartons. Yeah. I wonder if that's the kind of chocolate milk they have so it doesn't go bad so they can just shove it. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It's like just sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she says that she's going to Paris to visit her grandma. So it's it's not a huge reveal. She's not like, I'm going after... I'm going after. (laughs) How about you? (laughs) Sadistic vigilante kidnappers who parade as righteous lupine wannabes. But it is still giving away some information that she's going to Paris and that she's visiting her grandmother. I feel like it was a fun callback to the Red Riding Hood thing. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, So I, I I thought it was fun. I probably, I feel like I probably, if I was brave, as brave as Scarlet, I would have said the same thing. Something kind of cheeky, but not necessarily yeah. false. So that you're not necessarily yeah. lying. And in her mind, she's going to storm in there. She's getting her grandma back. That's true. She's just visiting. <laughs> she's not staying too long. Yep. Yep. So he says that she, he's also going to Paris. And this is where Scarlet's like, I kind of don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really like this line because... And I want every girl and boy who's listening to pay attention to this line because this is how easy it is for someone with a nice face and a pleasant voice to fool you into thinking you're safe. Yeah. It occurred to her that she'd gotten it through manipulation subconscious as it may have been. He literally tricked her into ordering chocolate milk without her even realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. And giving up some information about what's going on with her. Because now she trusts him. He's just a guy drinking chocolate milk at a bar. Yep, just like her. She's also he's, drinking chocolate milk. He's yeah. so sweet. He's not even drinking real alcohol. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's that false, that devil in disguise thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 
This part I thought was interesting because I've never had this experience, but it sounds like something a lot of people would. She's not interested in him. She just wanted to prove that, like, he was interested in her. And now Mm -hmm. she's annoyed that she captured him so easily. So it's all about the chase, I guess. Yeah, I think it's also, like, she wanted to have a fun back and forth moment. And what he wants from her, we're not really clear. Um, And what she wants from him is just, like, a fun conversation or just like a fun moment on this train and so he very easily gives that to her because he wants something else and like i i totally understand that feeling we're like you're like oh what is this really about <laughs> because that's not what i thought it was about and now i feel weird because i've taken this chocolate milk from you Yes, and I think part of it too is that she still feels kind of rejected because she tried really hard to make conversation with wolf mm-hmm. and it kept kind of Mm-hmm. you know, teetering out. And then she invited yeah. him to go to the the restaurant with her. And he said no. And yeah, I, that's a good point. I think, yeah, coming on the heels of being rejected by Wolf and now she's meeting this guy and she was like, well, maybe he'll be interested. And then he's interested really fast. And she's like, well, that was no fun. Yep. <laughs> so this is where this is where I wrote in my notes, red flag, get out. <laughs> because he goes... Are you traveling alone? Uh, None your business and bye. And to be fair, I think that's when Scarlet's red flag goes off, too, because that's the first time she lies. She's like, "Uh, nope, I got to get out of here. Bye. I got to go back to him. H.I.M. A person that's going to be looking for me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, she stops because at first she's like, well, I'll get him some food. Mm -hmm. And then the bartender is like, well, there's menus like. The bartender is clearly dedicated to his job and yeah. really all about customer satisfaction. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Scarlett doesn't want to be there so badly that she's like, you know what? I'll just order it from the room. She just yep. she has to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then he says, perhaps our paths will cross again in Paris. And it's like, ooh, that's very late. feels like a threat. Ooh. Yeah, ominous feeling. Yeah, for sure. And this is where she starts to get really bad vibes. Hair prickled on her neck as he settled his chin onto his palm. She noticed with a jolt of disgust that each of his fingernails had been filed into a sharp, perfect point. Mm-mm. Ew, what's that? Mm-mm. Gross. Gross. I don't even like when boys' fingernails are long, no less weirdly creepy manicured. Not even manicured, like sharpened. Sharpened like claws. Blech. Yeah, it's creepy. Very creepy. It's creepy. And you know what? It's a little scary because that's like a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's very predatory. Yes. Yes. And this is what I like felt the whole time reading this. I was like, get out. Don't you watch Law and Order? <laughs> like, This is the beginning of an episode, girl. <laughs> yes. This is the part where they like any minute now it's going to be like, and they're going to find your body in an alley. Like, come on. <laughs> it definitely feels like foreshadowing that we are going to meet Rand again sometime. Probably yeah. in Paris, yeah. Especially because as soon as this happens, she remembers why he looked familiar. Because they saw him when they were getting into the tunnel, and that was when Wolf had been completely on edge. Yeah. Which, again, makes it weird that he didn't come out with her. Yeah, because like I said, you'd think he would want to be protective of her. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm holding him accountable for her. She's obviously capable of taking care of herself with her and her gun obsession. And you know, they hardly know each other. They met like 
like, what is it, like, 24 hours ago at this point? Maybe, maybe more. So, like, I'm not saying he's responsible for her safety and well-being. It just, he has that personality that we've seen so far where you would think he would want to be, I don't know, watch with her to make sure that nothing happens to her. We also haven't seen him afraid yet. And this is kind of the first time we see him scared. So, yeah. That's also because because this is skipping ahead a little bit, but she goes back to the cart and he smells something on her as if he he smelled ran on her, which was my assumption. It's it's that's not really what it says, but yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in the next chapter. But for sure, there's some kind of and he gets a little upset when she comes back and he smells. He's like, "Ooh, what happened? Yeah. Like he gets anxious. Yes. Yeah. So before Mm -hmm. we get to that, did you pick a chapter title? I didn't pick a chapter title. I wasn't sure if, oh, for like a song. No, I totally didn't. I picked a quote, though, that I really liked. Yay! Well, I picked Animals by Maroon 5. because Which is all perfect. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That song actually isn't supposed to be about like predatorial men taking mm-hmm. advantage of women. But if you read the lyrics, it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was your quote? Uh, so my quote is more than a, a, a sentence. I saw that yours were sentences, so I hope that's okay. Oh, that's fine. Sometimes mine are like paragraphs. <laughs> okay, good. I thought this just this section was really, really well written and really interesting for Scarlet specifically. Uh, so I really like the quote towards the end of the chapter where it goes, the instinctual alarm hung with her for two whole cars as she made her way back through the train. A warning buzzing in the air. She tried to shake it off. This was her own nerves playing tricks on her. Paranoia finally catching up with her after what happened to her grandmother and her father. It was amazing she could carry on a conversation at all with all the panic that was was residing just beneath the surface of her skin. And I felt so deeply for Scarlett in that moment because she was she had an instinct. She didn't want to trust it because she thought she was just paranoid and just her situation that was building it up in her mind. I'm convinced she was totally right to be suspicious of this creepy dude. <laughs> but here she is talking herself out of that because of the situation that she's in. Um, I thought it was really well written and I thought it was a really good moment for Scarlett too. I just feel for I I think that this is one of those things like, and I know i brought this up earlier so I hate to keep harping on it because I also don't want to sound sexist but I feel like you know it's just it's you can tell this was written by a woman because she's probably been in that position yeah yeah you know and like we said you know it's kind of like an episode of law and order this is the part Mm -hmm. of the episode where she's trying to get away and she's like oh it's fine it's no big deal and then the next thing you know he's chasing her and she all of a sudden Mm -hmm. realizes she wasn't paranoid and I just have to say to all of our listeners trust your instincts and carry some pepper spray 100%. 100%. Yes, I definitely yeah. agree with that. I think, too, it's it's just a really good moment for Scarlett in general, too, because she comes off as somebody who is really bold and knows what she knows and is willing to fight for it. Um, but this kind of reveals that she doubts herself. She still doubts her gut a little bit. And so even though she's chased, she's on this wild chase to Paris, there's part of her that's like, well do I really know what I'm doing? Am I really right about, Does my, can I really trust my gut? Uh, and I'm excited to see her grow into a woman who can. Yeah, and I think yeah. she definitely does even just a little bit in the next chapter when we see her definitely. talking to Wolf. Yes. And I did forget to say that the chapter ends with her going back to the car 
to be with Wolf, to get back to Wolf, there's an announcement that there's a temporary delay and everyone has to go back to their private quarters until further notice. Dum, bum, bum. Very suspicious. Yes, super suspicious. <laughs> so my quote was from the very beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Her sympathy for Wolf's violent childhood followed by the unexpected rejection when he chose not to come with her. Fantastic sentence. Yes. Yeah. She is so torn between trying to figure out who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And she knows that she kind of has to trust him a little bit because he's all she's got and they're on this journey together. But the fact that he didn't come with her, just I think it hit her harder than she was expecting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because why should she care? But it, she really does. She does. Mm-hmm. She does. I think I, I highlighted like a couple of, of quotes and I highlighted that one and I was happy to see that you had it on your list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sometimes really hard to pick quotes because... Mm-hmm. You know, some chapters, there's not a lot going on, so it's hard to find a good one. And then other chapters, it's like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to pick, like, yeah. just a <laughs> one? Whoa. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So now it's time to start chapter 18. And we're actually still with Scarlet, which is really nice. Yes. I was really happy there were, it was two Scarlet chapters together. I didn't want to leave her. Yeah. And it's nice because also we left on, like, such a... Mm-hmm. One of the best things and worst things about Marissa Meyer as her writing technique is that she does these flip-flopping of perspectives, which I love because it makes every chapter like this huge cliffhanger. And it's like, oh, right, there's this other story going on. But it's also like every chapter is a cliffhanger. And you're like, wait, what? So I have to read these next chapters to get back to this story? (laughs) Yep. It's. It's really hard for me not to read her books super, super fast because I always want to get to the next thing. And that's what makes some things about the podcast difficult. Like we've had people before who are like, can't you just do like 10 chapters per episode? And I'm like, I mean, we could. But honestly, sometimes I feel like we rush it even with two chapters when there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we would just miss so many things, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I can tell when we rush because people will message us and be like, hey, you missed this. You missed this. You missed this. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, that that chapter probably could have been an episode you know, by itself, which some chapters are when they're big enough and there's enough going on. So this one is not, though. We get to have two chapters with Scarlett and we kind of pick up exactly where we left off. She walks into their private quarters and asks Wolf if he knows what's going on. And he says, no, I wondered if you might some sort of delay. His scowl became fierce and almost angry. Yeah. You smell. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like feeling really safe around him. She's like, okay, I'm back in the yeah. car with Wolf. Everything's fine. We're on a delay. What's that about? Wolf's just pacing. You smell. Yeah. What a, what an off-putting thing. First of all, it's horrible to hear that you do smell in general. Like if, <laughs> even if somebody like pulls you, like your friend is like, oh, you should put on some deodorant. You have a little bit of BO. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's horrible. But then to have somebody like super angrily tell you. And it's a new guy that just rejected you like half an hour ago. Yes, an absolute nightmare. (laughs) And I like his response of who did you talk to out there? And she doesn't like, even tell business. him. Yeah. yeah, she's like, why? I defend her in that. I'm, I would be like that too. I'd be like, 
What do you care? You don't want to come to dinner with me. (laughs) If you wanted to know who I was hanging out with, you should have been there. Exactly. You were invited. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sometimes I feel like Scarlett is like the inner sass that I want to bring out more in my life. (laughs) She reminds me a lot of my sister, Lindsay, because she's got, she's capable of so much sass. (laughs) And she wears it well, and I love it. She says things that I want to say, but I'm not brave enough to say. Is she a younger sister or older sister? She's younger, but she yeah. is uh, nine inches, ten inches taller than me, nine inches really? taller than me. She's, <laughs> this is who I have a sister. She's 5'11". Mm-hmm. She has blonde hair and blue mm-hmm. eyes. Oh. <laughs> and the longest eyelashes ever. Like, That's so funny. Like, they look fake, but I know they're not. <laughs> I'm jealous from afar. That's good for your sister. Right? She's yeah. so pretty. But That's wonderful. She, she's just so sassy sometimes. And I love it because I'm trying to think of the best. Oh, okay. Here's a good one. When my husband and I were stationed in Nebraska, she came to visit me and or us, but you know, me. Yeah, yeah of course. And we went to dinner and we came in and my husband was parking the car because they were busy. So I went to stand in line and the hostess was like completely dismissive of me. She was just like, mm-hmm, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Not knowing that my husband was with me. Oh, uh-huh. She walked in and she was like, hi, do you need a table for one? <laughs> she was just like, it was blatant. It wasn't even remotely trying. Oh, uh, that's she, the worst. Without missing a beat, Lindsay looks at her and goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we needed a penis to get a table in here. It's <laughs> like, okay, your sister's pretty great. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, no, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, before I could even defend my husband and be like, he's married. She's like, well, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> just cutting straight to the issue. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. If she's listening, I'm sure she's like laughing right now about how how I'm making her sound cooler than she is but she's just as cool as I say she is I promise no she deserves all the kudos that's a fantastic story (laughs) she's a good sister (laughs) so she starts to seem offended that he's like you smell but then she starts to get a little worried yeah 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 but the androids show up and they're performing an identity check for safety on passengers. This is the part that freaks me out about this whole society. Scarlett raised her hand on instinct. She didn't think to question the order. Mm -hmm. They are so normalized to scanning their wrist for, I mean, even just to like unlock her car, she has to scan her wrist. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even occur to her to question why they're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they scanned to get on the the train, like, not too long ago. Well, that's what she even said. She's like, we scanned our tickets when we boarded. But Mm -hmm. he never, well, not he, it, the sentient being, Mm -hmm. it never answers her. Mm -hmm. And Wolf seems a little hesitant, not of the ID scanner. But of the needle. But of the needle. Yeah. Okay, do. do you have any tattoos? I don't. I think it's because I can't get over the needle part, to be honest. So here's the thing. I have three tattoos, and mm-hmm. I hate needles, shots, and getting my blood drawn. Really? Oh, I hate well, I hate all of those things. So different. It's yeah. so different. Yeah. And it doesn't feel the same way. 
it kind of feels like a prick, but mm-hmm. it's only in the spot. I guess because and it's it constantly like go- moving. Yeah. So like it just doesn't, you know, when you're getting your blood drawn, you literally can, that's why they give you juice and stuff. Cause you can literally feel woozy afterwards. Yes. You feel that needle going all the way into your body and all the way out. And it's the same with like a shot. Mm-hmm. They gave me a nerve block for my surgery. And I about died just looking at the size of that needle going into, I was like, that thing mm-hmm. is going to cut right through me like a sword. I'm not very big. <laughs> So this really freaked me out that this thing just pops out a needle and is like, I'm going to take your blood. They don't even have juice or a cookie or something. (laughs) I would so pass out. I've done that before when they've like drawn blood and I didn't have enough food. I'm just like, (laughs) oh no. I just straight up pass out. Hopefully they don't do it in futuristic America then. It's just futuristic. They keep like granola bars in my pocket the way Scarlett always has her gun. I'll have like granola bars. Yeah, it would be really weird to just have a robot be like, give me some of your blood, because I said so. And they're so compliant. Yeah. And, I mean, she's slightly like, why do you need my blood? That's ridiculous. But the response is, I will be forced to report you. Mm -hmm. Your tickets will be considered invalid, and you will be escorted off the train at the next station. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're not giving her much of a choice. No, no. I mean, I guess they do live in a time when there's a widespread plague that they're trying to combat. So maybe that's normalized it. I need to, like, psychologically prepare for, like, anytime someone takes my blood. <laughs> for, yeah, like, and, day. <laughs> we're dealing with the whole coronavirus thing right mm-hmm. now. So I mm-hmm. guess that. I don't know. I still feel like if something showed up at my door, we're like, we're testing you. Give me your blood. <laughs> coronavirus i'd be like i just i don't think i want to do this (laughs) i would just want to know what they're doing with my blood like i think i've watched too much pretty little liars i need (laughs) i need to know why they want my blood like i want to make sure i'm not getting framed for something or because i'm not i'm not gonna do well in prison i'm too nice and i'm really little (laughs) and if i have a seizure disorder i mean it would be really easy to take me out so I can't go to prison, so I need to know what they're going to do with my blood. And you need to track it in their system make sure it's okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if it's a matter of donation, I can't donate blood because I, ha- I take medication. So yeah. I would be like, oh, no, thank you. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think you will be the one to survive the government takeover where they're putting making us put chips in our wrists and give blood all the time because you would be like oh no thank you and they'll be like okay pass to the next person you'll be the only survivor because <laughs> so those are good that, instincts <laughs> i have such a trustworthy face as yeah my, there you go yeah my resting kind face as my mom always says that's much better than the alternative so <laughs> you know what my mom has the alternative and she is super proud so <laughs> <laughs> Each their own. <laughs> she will she will tell you that she had resting bitch face before it was called that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but they're doing a mandatory blood check, probably duh because of the plague. They're all asking why, but it's like what else could it possibly be for that they would need a blood check? And this is where we get like a weird wolf might be afraid of needles thing, but he he complies and he gives him they take the blood. The last time we saw any androids doing this it was they were looking for letimosis they were in the quarantines so they had to test cinder before she could leave mm-hmm. but they won't tell scarlet why they just say you have to stay here yeah and that's when scarlet's like wanting to issue a complaint 
and Wolf like we're slowing down. Mm-hmm. Like he, he can, can like sense it before can, it starts happening. And then like a second later, she realizes it too. But I don't even. It's one of those things. Like I don't know if she actually realizes it too. Mm-hmm. Because it even says I. It was a silent agonizing moment before Scarlet felt it too. Did she though? <laughs> is it like her subconscious wolf said the train is slowing down so she takes a moment and she's like oh it does kind of feel like it's slowing down if wolf hadn't said anything would she have noticed that the train was slowing down yeah i guess i've never been on like a magnet train so maybe there are stages to it slowing down yeah i don't know yeah i don't know other than the train at harry potter world i can't remember the last time i was on like a real train oh really yeah. <laughs> i i I commuted for college for years, and so I actually took the train into, when I lived outside of Chicago, I took the train into the city all the time. It's not as magical as it would seem, unfortunately. Okay, because in my head, you have, like, a cute scarf on and coffee, and you're listening to, like, 90s Sarah Bareilles or something. Uh, That would be, that would be, like, one in every 100 times I was on the train. Most of the time, it was me, like, sweating because I'd just run from my car to the train to make it there in time. Yeah, it was a lot more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Frantically trying to do my homework with like a million people around me. Yeah, it was much yeah. more like that. <laughs> I have a, I've, I've been on like, I don't know, not subways. You know how when you go to, so you've been to Chicago, mm-hmm. which has two of the biggest airports I've ever been to in my entire life. <laughs> yes. And to travel around the airport. I'm sorry. I'm from Chicago. So to hear you say that Midway is a big airport is very funny to me. (laughs) Well, like, I, when I was a child, I lived in Clinton, Illinois, which is about three hours south of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it's a teeny tiny little farm town. And I used to go to California, LAX, once every summer to visit my aunt and uncle and my cousins. Mm -hmm. When you're nine and walking around, because before 9-11, you could just dump your kid at the airport and it was totally acceptable to come back in a couple weeks and hope that they came back on the right flight. (laughs) So when I was a kid, I had to walk around this airport and find my way around to get to planes and stuff. And it took me forever and a year to realize that they have these cute little trains underground under the airport that take you from one side to the other really fast. no. I was nine. Nobody told me. Like, for anybody who doesn't know, before 9-11, you could literally, like, walk up to the plane if you wanted to. Like, my mom could have walked me down the little runway and came back the other side if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. She didn't. (laughs) She she was like, all right, you're through baggage claim. I'll see you in two months. Love ya. And then she was gone. She had so much trust in you. (laughs) You know, looking back, it really... I have more trouble now getting through airports than when I was a child. And I don't, it's because there's so much more going on now. Like back then you literally walked in, showed them your ID and then found your seat. Yeah, no, it's a whole process now. Um, I will say the first time I went to LAX, I was probably 26 and it was a nightmare to navigate. So I can't even imagine being nine and trying to do it. Well, see, the thing was when you're back then, you know, it's way before 2000. It's way before Mm -hmm. 9-11. My aunt could literally pick me up at the gate. Like I'm walking off the plane and she's standing right there. I do do remember those days. They were 
They were, there's only a couple of them, but I do remember those days. It was just a lot easier. You know, now yeah, it, yeah. You would, it would be a nightmare to try and send a nine-year-old across the country by themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> oh, right. Trains. Trains. Yeah, trains. So those are the only two trains that I've been on. Harry Potter and then the train that goes under the airport in Chicago. I, re- I recommend you either only exclusively go on Harry Potter train so it's the experience is never ruined for you or never go on a train again because they're unfortunately not that great. <laughs> so I'm actually never going to go on the Harry Potter train again because <laughs> oh, no. So I I'm not necessarily claustrophobic but I have a fear of being trapped. Those are like, very small rooms. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so a few years ago one of my friends was there and the train broke down. And she was trapped for two oh, hours. Oh, no. That's- and I was like, I'm never getting on that thing ever again. I'll walk across the entire park. I don't care. I may ruin one more thing for you. Because <laughs> I, when I, last time I was there was last winter. And I went on the Gringotts ride, the one where you go further and further down into the bank. And we were sitting there for an hour and a half because everything shut down. And we couldn't leave because it's all windy and stuff. And so we were just in like the underground cave part, just sitting there for over an hour. It was horrible. That sounds absolutely terrifying. It was. It was bigger than that tiny thing that they do on the Harry Potter ride, but it made me never want to go on that ride again. So when I went to Harry Potter World, my husband bought tickets for... So we have this thing called SBT, which stands for Sisterly Bonding Time, Aww. which my father invented as like the cool thing, which is really just code for I Hang have to go to family. work. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to work. You're going to spend the weekend at your sister's apartment. Something that's <laughs> older than my sister's. Yeah. But now we try to get together once every couple of years now that we live so far apart and, and have sisterly bonding time. Yeah. Aww. So this last one, my husband bought the three of us tickets to go to Harry Potter World in Florida. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two rides I got on the entire time we were there. Oh, jeez. I know. I also got in Jurassic Park because it was okay. outside. Yeah, that one's pretty good. That one's super safe. You can see the sun the whole time. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the magic of being in Harry Potter World isn't the rides. It's like walking through Diagon Alley. Like, even the ride that's in Hogwarts is fine but the real fun is walking through hogwarts so i've gone yeah. through where i have walked through hogwarts and then everybody else i knew went on the ride and i was like i'm okay i'll see you guys at the end yeah. my sister Lindsay, that we were just talking about loves rides so yeah you know when so her and my husband would go on rides yeah and myself and our other sister samantha we would just do the walking around and we were literally like the touristy people ever because we were just like (gasps) and pointing at everything and getting all excited about every teeny tiny little detail and it's it's so good yeah so if you if you ever go to harry potter world and you have to get on the train just bring water um (laughs) and in case if you're too afraid to go on the train no judgment we no, understand. Walk. Get your steps in. Where you're watching, get your steps in. That's what yeah. I say. You'll still enjoy the magic. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It is wonderful. So to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> on our, our train kind of, yeah, segue. So Scarlet is absolutely furious because Wolf says, well, the only reason they're going to test our blood is because of the plague. And 
Scarlett is like, no, they're going to put us on, on lockdown. They're going to quarantine us. I have to get to my grandmother. She yeah. doesn't. This is so mind boggling to me. This is how much she cares about her grandmother. She's mm-hmm. not even afraid of the plague. She's just pissed that they're going to keep her on the train. Yep. She's not even remotely afraid of Letamosis. She's just like, I don't want to stay here. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm getting off this train. I got to get to Paris. I respect her for it. I do, too. She's got other yeah. stuff going on. Yep. And you know what? It's probably a good thing, because if I were in her position, I would be freaking out about being trapped yeah. on the bus with patient zero. So no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Good for her. So Wolf says, get your stuff. And she goes, are we jumping? And he goes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough money in the world to make me jump off of a, a moving train. I don't know if there's enough money, but oh, well, there's definitely enough fear that would make me jump off a moving train. <laughs> there's, I am a very fear-motivated person. Like You're just like, well, this is better than whatever I'm leaving behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because it's like, you have to put yourself in their position. Wolf is probably like, what are the alternatives? Yeah. So. True. Very true. I mean, like, more like, logistically like what is my body going to do when I leave the surface of this moving train and go towards the unmoving surface of the ground (laughs) because I so have you ever done um have you ever done like top golf or anything like that where you do like a driving range not in a very very long time Okay, so I have never in my life done it uh my sister-in-law just invited us to a top golf thing and Golf is such a weird sport and I've never done it. But anytime you're doing a sport, you're like, okay, what is what muscles are doing things <laughs> in my body when I'm doing this? Yes. Sport? And golf is weird because many of your muscles are doing things, but you don't get any resistance. Like it's not like catching a ball or throwing a ball. None of those that I'm, I'm not claiming to be good at any of those, but at least my <laughs> body knows what it's doing when it's trying to do those things because it's like a reflex at that point golf there's no reflex there's no like defense or offense or it's like doing a stick yes you're doing this weird twisty thing hitting a small thing with a (laughs) stick and you can't really tell if you hit it until you see it go somewhere so I feel like the same thing would happen with me jumping off a train where I'm like what is my body supposed to do right now am I jumping to land on my feet am I doing a cool roll am I (laughs) just going like boneless as I fly to hope for the best (laughs) I feel like I would I feel like I would want to do a a cool roll and then at the last second I would be like no and I I would would immediately bail on it yes absolutely I would immediately (laughs) bail on it because in my head I'm gonna hear like I swear this is how cool I am. I If I was jumping off that train, there would be music in my head, like Mission Impossible 3 type music and sound effects and, you know, pounding yeah. footsteps. Like, that's the only way you're going to get me off that train. <laughs> you have to, like, you have to, like, create the scene in your mind to be able to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be in this situation, I would be fear driven. And it's kind of, I think part of it is fear driven. I think part of it is also, like, you want your grandmother, right? Yep. Yep. So it's a different kind of motivation. Definitely. But I do, I like how she's like, we're going to jump. That's dangerous. And he's like, no, we're fine. And then she's like, yeah, it's like jumping in a haystack. Wait, what? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I love this part, though, when she says she's, he's like, climb on my back. And she goes, no, I'll jump myself. And he goes, Scarlet. Yeah, do it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I don't know why that one word meant so much to me, but I just, I loved when he was like, just one name and you can, it's in italic. So I know he's mad. <laughs> yes. It's a good, it's a good indication of their growing relationship where they're yes. both a little hard headed, but they're learning to work together. And I always like that. Yeah. Because, you know, the last chapter, Leah and I talked about how he would only touch her with mm-hmm. the pad of his finger. Mm-hmm. And now he's scooping her up and jumping off of a moving train without yes. hesitation. Which I will say that is my, my top preference for getting off of a moving train if a nice burly man would pick me up and do it for me. (laughs) I'll take that one. (laughs) You know, I almost feel like my husband's like a very rational person. Mm -hmm. He's very logistical. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in this situation, I would be like, we have to jump. There's nothing else we can do. And he'd be like, okay, there's got to be something else we can do. You would be the one picking him (laughs) up and doing the jumping. Yeah, I'm not picking him up. <laughs> He's way too heavy. But I think it would be like, I would be like, we have to jump. This is our only solution. And he'd be like, you're stupid. There's got to be a better solution than jumping off a bullet train. It's not just a train. It's a magla bullet train. Like, that's yeah. terrifying. That's scary. But they make it. Thank goodness. Ooh. And he lands, hold on, he lands on his feet, too. Like a cat. Yes, like a little cat. Crazy. So crazy. Because you would think it would be one of those things you want to, like, roll into, like we said. Yeah. yeah. Also, he has to have good shoes. He has to have good shoes. He has to have really have strong you, shins, I feel have like. Have you ever been cliff diving? I haven't, no. Yeah, you're supposed to wear shoes. Really? Because you could crack an ankle. That makes sense. Because it's still a hard, flat surface from a far distance. So they make you wear shoes if you're doing it, like, at a place. If you're doing Mm -hmm. it by yourself, just on a cliff, please wear shoes. And make sure that you're on a safe cliff and you're not about to, like, jump into some rocks. But but I was thinking about that when he jumped off. I was like, I hope he's wearing, like, ankle-high boots. (laughs) (laughs) To support his ankles, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise he could get really hurt. I feel like at this point, if I was Scarlet, I'd be like, okay, who's who's this guy? <laughs> Why can't he jump off a train onto his feet? <laughs> now it's starting to get a little Mission Impossible now where it's, it's like... Little, yeah, now it's a little above, above average. Yeah, because it's like, um, I thought you just liked tomatoes and fuck yeah. people. <laughs> I thought you just liked punching good. <laughs> like, what different. else are you hiding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is some Jason Bourne stuff. I do like when he asks if she's all right, and she's like, yeah. It's just like, hey, Zach. Yeah. And he just laughs at her like, okay. It was a very nice, it was a very cinematic chapter, I feel like. It was like something I would definitely see in a movie. You can visualize the whole thing so mm-hmm. well. Yes. Yeah. And I love this. So she starts looking at her port screen, because that survived. And... Yeah. <laughs> And she says that they're 20 miles from the nearest town. That's a hike. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they both have good shoes. <laughs> yeah, because, well, see, and I wanted him to be wearing ankle-high boots for the jump, but now I want him in tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, for the super long hike they're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she says the nearest town is 20 miles away, but we'll have to have someone get us a ride. And he goes, because uh, we seem so trustworthy. And she says, what's your idea? And he says, well, we'll just jump on the next train. And she goes, oh, because they'll give us a lift. So this is the (laughs) kind of witty banter that I'm okay with. Yeah, this is fun. This is funny banter. This is like the kind of stuff you would see on a sitcom, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you can hear the laugh track in between each take. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Wolf says they need to stick to the tracks and just keep walking. She sees mischief in his eyes, which mm-hmm. I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Wolf stops and he grabs Scarlet by the mouth. Like he grabs her and he covers her mouth. It's like every time I think we're finally at a chill moment in these chapters, it's like, oh, yeah. nope, nope. Uh, nope. The chapter is ending. Marissa Meyer's got to hit you with something new. So, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and Wolf sniffs again. Mm-hmm. Again, a something I would start to question at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, if we sit there and we think about it too long, he's got some peculiar mannerisms, to yes. say the least. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So he releases her as if stung and she grabs her gun and they start to hear the cries of wolves. And again with the sass, she goes, oh, friends of yours? I actually pulled that out as my favorite quote from the chapter. I love that scene. I thought it was so good. I love it where she's like, she's obviously freaked out and she's like, all right, well, this will make me feel better. Friends of (laughs) yours? And he says they won't bother us, but you might want to keep that out anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. End of chapter. Right? Such a Why good should we keep it out, Marissa? <laughs> Just what let do us we know. need it for? <laughs> Who are these people? Yes. So did you pick a song for this one or no? I didn't. I think I missed that I was supposed to pick a song for them. That's okay. Because you, you like left a, a thing for, for quotes. And so I was yeah. like, oh, quotes. Well, do you know this song? I do, yes. I know Places by Taylor Swift. Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. It is. It's all about hiding and they're getting hunted and mm-hmm. all these, everybody's coming after them and they're just trying to live their lives. Yeah, it's got a good <laughs> vibe too. I feel like it has a similar vibe to what's going on in this chapter. It also has like a good beat for an mm-hmm. exciting chapter. Like it's a very um, intense song. And mm-hmm. so the beat would go well with having to jump off a train and yeah, hear definitely. wolf cries and stuff. Yeah. So you said your quote was friends of yours? Yes. You want me to read the whole thing I, I pulled out? Yeah, your whole okay. quote. Okay, so it's towards towards the end of the chapter again. Uh, then behind them, another howl, this one further away. Then another to the north. Silence crept around them as the howls faded longingly into the air. Friends of yours? Scarlet asked. I just thought that the line, the howls faded longingly into the air was so good. The whole thing is so well written, like just yeah. everything that she writes is. But I I love these intense scenes that she does because you get genuinely fearful. Yes. Yeah. Anything I mean, could have happened. It's no. not fearful in the sense of like Stephen King or somebody sawing off their foot, but like it's fearful in the sense that like we're attached to these characters and our adrenaline is pumping and now we have to stop reading. Mm-hmm. And this I think is why listeners get frustrated because it's like, why are we stopping? <laughs> but the episode's already an hour and a half long. I mean, what do you guys want? Yeah, Five right? hour episodes? <laughs> so yeah. mine was um, a laugh reverberated through his chest into her. Yeah, that was very good too. I just really like friends. That. Yeah. yeah. There's a little Kindle that's, that's um, you know, getting there. It is getting there. Yeah. So how did you like getting to do chapter discussion? It was fun. I don't think I've, because I've been in book clubs before. I don't think I've ever gotten to pick apart like a very small piece of text like this. So it was super fun. It is super fun. I love yeah. it because 
before I started the podcast, I found one podcast that talked about the Lunar Chronicles. Mm -hmm. They weren't about the Lunar Chronicles. They just talked about them. And I'm not going to trash talk a specific podcast. I'm not giving away names, but they did the whole series in one episode. Oh, geez. That's a lot of listening. And I was like, you guys are leaving out so many super cool things. Yeah. And yeah. then when I was looking into how I wanted to do the podcast, because the podcast is is my baby. I It was my idea, and I'm the one, you know, who does the work and finds hosts and co-hosts and guests and everything. Yeah. So I got to kind of design it the way I wanted to design it before I started doing it. And immediately I was like, we're not doing the whole series in one episode. No. that was <laughs> Yeah, you skip over so many good moments and so much good character growth yeah and there's yeah there's so much to be said for taking it slow yeah for sure thank you so much for coming on I hope that you, um you can come back another time I would uh, love to I guess I almost forgot to say that there are five <laughs> easter eggs in these chapters and next time read chapters 19 and 20 where can everybody find adapted for your viewing podcast We are on all the podcast platforms. We're on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, all the big ones. And so we are uh, adapted for your viewing. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Although we're not very active on Twitter, but we're still there. um, At AdaptedPod. I hope you can come back and do another episode sometime. I would love to come back and do an episode. I really hope that this series gets picked up for something. I would love to do an adapted episode yes. on one of these books. That'd be very fun. I would. I hope it becomes a TV show. It would make a fantastic TV show. But not like a TV show. I mean like no. Hulu or Netflix style, yeah. you know, where we yeah. get to binge the season. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't want Disney oh. Plus to pick it up because they keep on releasing all their stuff one week at a time. No. No, thank yeah, you. I'm still mad at Disney Plus for Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I just heard that. My Ew. hopes were really high, and I feel like my 12-year-old inner self is dying all over again. <laughs> I, I feel the exact same way. It feels it feels very personal. <laughs> <laughs> I they totally promised get, me Lizzie McGuire. I love Hilary Duff. Like, I've watched, I've listened to her music, and I've watched her mm-hmm. um you know, some of her movies and TV shows as an adult. So it's not that I don't support her. I totally get what she's saying about like, we can't have a 30 year old woman living in New York and she's PG 13. It doesn't, you know, it's going to, it'll be like fuller house or something where it's just slightly unrealistic. Yeah. But I just want her to come back so bad. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want her to have a little cartoon self that she makes jokes with. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Maybe someday. So maybe someday. Yeah. If it comes back, we'll have to do a topical episode where we I'll just talk about, about the, the pilot of the new Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. I yeah. would love to do that. That'd be super fun. That would be super fun. <laughs> so what I like to say at the end of every episode, do you, have you heard those episodes yet? I don't know. What do you say at the end of every episode? I say, don't get glamored. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. Which is I'm excellent advice. <laughs> It's like my sign-off phrase. No, that's fantastic. I love it. (laughs) So I hope to see you again next time. And in the meantime, don't get clamored. (laughs) Don't get clamored. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. 
This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Amanda Elligan from Adapted for Your Viewing podcast. Our logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening.